0: from the Mercy 1 studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.
1: Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Stan Ashes, a seminarian and summer intern with the Diocese of Des Moines and uh, today the loyal co-host of Bishop Johnson filling in for uh, <laughs> For the illustrious Kelly Mesher Collins.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Loyalty is good, and and Kelly will appreciate the the proper respect there. So good, good. Good to be with you. And uh, here August 14th, the show is being uh, prepared uh, in advance, but we're broadcasting here on August 14th, the Feast of Maximilian Kolbe.
1: Yes, indeed, indeed. A week after the um, anniversary of the bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, too, actually, which um, Maximilian Kolbe established a a monastery in Nagasaki. There's a big Catholic population there. So that was um, kind of a devastating blow for them.
2: So uh, our suffering, not just with our Buddhist uh, brothers and sisters, but our own Catholic brothers and sisters Amen, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, And, uh, of course, uh, perishing at Auschwitz and uh, the cell there, Block 14, people can visit. Uh, forgetting not love, he who laid down his life for his brothers in that way. And on the cusp of the uh, Feast of the Assumption. A beautiful time this summer. Uh, two s- signal moments for two women called to religious life. Sister Mary Esther Downey, uh, daughter of Bob and Susan Downey here in Des Moines, uh, made final profession with the Ann Arbor Dominican Sisters on July 22nd so uh, a marvelous day long in the making uh, but uh, a blessing not only for her family but her, her sisters but for the for the church at large and so her great ministry
1: is that she would lay down her life as a religious sister in the consecrated life yeah it was uh, um, it was beautiful to watch actually and I think you can you can go back and view the the live stream of that that profession Mm-hmm. Um, on their YouTube channel.
2: So. Okay, because unfortunately her family and her parents could not be there, right, with the COVID uh, restrictions that were there. You know, so that, you know, that is the case. I'm a little blessed uh, in that the uh, Religious Sisters of Mercy of Alma, Michigan, have uh, have uh, concluded it's okay for me and guests to be present. So I'm going to be heading up to Saginaw, Michigan, to the Cathedral Mary of the Assumption this Sunday for the final profession of a longtime spiritual directee of mine, Sister Mary Alicia Glady, formerly Kathleen Glady, uh, from uh, Minnesota but uh, as a student at Loras and then uh, when she was living in Iowa City we continued that spiritual direction relationship and just was something marvelous to behold and to accompany her as this whole call to religious life with many options available to her she's a uh, yeah, very uh, uh very uh intelligent woman, a math major, and did publishing and lots of things, but laying down her life for the the mercy sisters there as well so we 're conscious of uh these days where again the support uh were our brothers and sisters from Beirut, Lebanon, and that devastating and just mortifying blast that was there that uh, human life perished, uh, our Maronite Catholic brothers and sisters kind of speaking in solidarity a lot today, uh, but, you know, how they've suffered, you know, even their divine liturgy, but uh, their prayer to blessed our St. Charbel, Mark their special patron of whom four million pilgrims a year, So uh, I think there'll be opportunities for us to reach out as a universal church to to try and support them along the way. More locally, more domestically, uh, Catholic Charities USA continues to to, uh, reach out to families and those hardest hit by the pandemic, uh, pop-up food pantries around the country, our own diocesan Catholic Charities continuing to make food and uh, gift cards available, uh, the shelters that are there. But translating the uh, multiplying the money that they receive from the payroll protection program and doubling that, you know, talk about a scriptural thing. So over $400 million of $8.4 billion have been distributed in the United States since the advent of the pandemic through Catholic Charities USA, which is one of the largest non-governmental organizations uh, of our our country. So uh, very encouraging on that front. So uh, we we continue to pray, and uh, our COVID nineteen relief fund in the diocese is uh, continuing to distribute funds uh, both to parishes and to individuals. About one hundred fifty thousand dollars raised on that front. So wow. yeah, 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 good.
1: Well, um, on today's show, um, we're visiting with Father Jim Phelan, who serves as a national director of Family Rosary, a ministry of Holy Cross Family Ministries. Most recently, Father Jim served on the Family Rosary team in France uh, as an assistant director managing the family rosary chapel at Our Lady of Lourdes Shrine in Lourdes, France. Uh, While there, he did an interview with Hollywood actor and celebrity Zac Efron for his new uh, Netflix series, Down to Earth with Zac Zac Efron, uh, where he talked about the history of Lourdes and the water sealing abilities. We're going to take a quick break before we come back with our guest. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network.
0: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Eddie in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. The coronavirus has impacted lives in Iowa and around the world. This is especially true in rural South Africa, where COVID-19 restrictions have led to vulnerable children being hospitalized due to starvation. To combat this hunger, Blessman International now offers a program called One Child at a Time. You can sponsor a child in South Africa for $1 a day. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. Blessmaninternational.org.
1: Welcome back. Uh, I'm Stan Ashes, a seminarian and summer intern with the Diocese. Uh, On today's show, we're visiting with Father Jim Thalen, who serves as a national director of Family Rosary and Ministry of Holy Cross Family Ministries. Most recently, he served on the Family Rosary team in France as assistant director managing the Family Rosary Pavilion and Chapel at Our Lady of Lourdes Shrine in Lourdes, France. Uh, In fact, while in Lourdes, he did an interview with Hollywood actor and celebrity Zac Efron, um, known for, I don't know... uh, uh, high School Musical, those kind of movies, oh, <laughs> for his my, Netflix My cultural series. education here, Stan. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I never saw it. I never saw it, so I don't know.
2: You don't have to protest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome, Father. Yeah, good morning, Father Phelan. Good to have you with us. Bonjour. Good morning, so, Bishop, and
4: welcome. Uh, thank you for the, the welcome, and it's uh, good to be with everybody on the air.
2: Yeah, I uh, I have not met you in person, but now after seeing that segment on the Netflix uh, uh, with Zach Efron, I, I feel like I have a face to go with it in a very gracious, <laughs> gracious manner as well. So, yeah. So, uh you know, your, your vocation as a member of the Congregation of the Holy Cross and, and the Rosary, but uh, on this making it personal with Bishop Jones, we always like to hear a little bit of the background as well, how you came to be a member, because if we look at the, the, the pedigree, it's not uh, very you know immediately linear, right? It, was, it sounds like there were some interesting life developments uh, as you gravitated toward the community.
4: Oh, yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, life is a wonderful thing, you know, and it just takes you in so many different directions. Uh, whether, if you follow the Lord, if you don't follow the Lord, and then He comes back and makes you and brings you back, then, it works. that's kind of my case. You know, um, I, from the time I knew I was going to have a future, I always wanted to be a priest. And we, I met the congregation when I was about uh, 12, 13, because my father was a professor at, Stonehill College, which is where I live right now on the campus. Our family rosary ministry is on the, uh, the campus of Stonehill, which is a school of our congregation. So I had lots of connections, went to the seminary, was 18, uh, stayed for a couple of couple of years. It was the late 60s. Yeah, that was a crazy time. So then, <laughs> <laughs> I left the seminary. I was a I boy. Didn't I didn't, didn't
2: experience it all.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so all of it, the Lord brought me back. And so, all that, I, I, you know, uh, he taught me a lot of things along the way. So when I finally then I did come back to the congregation, I was ordained a priest 28 years ago.
2: Wow oh, congratulations beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. diverse ministries uh,
4: very it, it, you know but when I when I started uh, when I uh, was really getting serious then about um, my life as a priest, I, my attraction to, to uh, mission service and serving with the poor uh, and our congregation does a lot of a lot of that in international mission. so I went to work in our in our uh, missions in Peru. And lived hmm. in Peru for oh in about uh, seventeen eighteen years, and it was while I was there I started working in Finley Rose. Oh,
2: so in Peru, that's where that that ministry was uh, already rooted there, and you uh,
4: yeah. were
2: drawn to it. Yeah. So.
4: And then from there, I was. Uh, 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 to, to point to the director of family Rosary Ministry internationally so all around the world and I had about those seven or eight years of traveling all over the world um, to, to work in our family Rosary ministry <laughs> after about seven or eight years of that kind of travel so you don't want to travel quite so much <laughs> so, mm-hmm. that's about when I settled down and then I was able to we had needed well, unfortunately we needed somebody to go to work and and, and live in in Nord France was <laughs> some, somebody but, <laughs> has to do it you
2: know <laughs>
4: you know uh, Bishop, you know, you've, I'm sure you've been there, and you know it's just it's a wonderful place. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, three years of ministry there was such a grace. Three place.
2: years, okay. No, yeah. I mean, Mary is there. There is just a unique spirit. that, Even though it's uh, surrounded by a carnival sideshow atmosphere, I mean, there, there is a, a, a radiant peace that, that goes with it. I was fortunate to be with a group most recently about probably... Five years ago there as well, including my own mother, Marilyn. That was her first time, so that was a great grace. But uh, yeah, uh, je crois que vous parlez quatre langues, right? French, Portuguese, Spanish. Uh, oui, oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's, like let's not try Portuguese. and carry me very far in French. <laughs> <laughs> I will never go hungry, okay? but <laughs> <laughs> So talk to, talk about, uh, you know, Lourdes and, and how the ministry and the rosary there. Obviously, it's it's uh, uh, you, know, it, you know pivotal Marian shrine perhaps in the world. And uh, of course, we're we're hurting with the French. You know, we're on the cusp of the feast of the Assumption, the kind of the national pilgrimage of France occurring these weeks, and that's not happening this year with
4: COVID. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a very reduced uh, pilgrimage this year, but still, I'm sure the spirit will be there. You know, and that's what we that's what really counts. Um, the, the spirit of uh, of Lourdes, the spirit is there. You know, anyone who goes to visit with uh, even even believers so we can see in the case of the show that we saw with Zach Efron, he was really moved by it. So everybody who goes to Lourdes, uh, you feel that there's some there's a presence there. There's a uh, something in the air. And I as a I was also working as a uh, chaplain for English speakers too, so I was in our Rosary Center and then. Our, uh, Helping with confessions and masses and all the services to chap, to, to uh, pilgrims, mm-hmm. um, so I talked to so many people and everyone would feel this this peace. And I say, well, that peace has a name. It's Jesus. He's with us. He's with us here in such a, pal- a really kind of a palpable way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful place to. Uh, wonderful Dude,
2: experience and and obviously you anticipate some groups who are coming on pilgrimage but uh did you find that you know you wake up in the morning and uh well who am i going to encounter today you know whether in the sacramental uh, ministry or just the, those occasional counters and and maybe souls that are maybe physically afflicted but uh, also bearing other burdens
4: yeah you know uh, as a priest working in Lourdes for three years it's really it was such a powerful experience it just can, my life was prayer and taking care of pilgrims there um, and so many all the time, and when you uh, three four hours a day in confession is very common, and you know you you hear you know, really profound confessions. People come through the door, and you don't know you don't know what um, what they're going to say, and so. They'll say, oh, bless me, Father I've and it's been a while. And so he said, oh, what do you mean a while? Is that like you're talking about six months <laughs> or 40 years?
2: Let the big fish come to you. Let the big fish come to you.
4: The big fish, exactly. The big fish. Uh, so, and it's just a, it's a, uh, such a blessing because, you know, there, there have been thousands of, you know, uh, um, uh, unmistakable physical healings and um but there have been millions everyone who goes to Lourdes with their heart open is touched and healed in some way it's such a wonderful place mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and uh uh so moments of, of actually praying the rosary or uh, procession or pilgrimage uh you know and uh not everyone who goes to Lourdes uh, enters the baths right i mean that's kind of a the queue for the baths is sometimes uh, pretty that's long right, right? right.
4: <laughs> Right. Sometimes it's difficult. Anyone who does go, highly recommended to try to do it. Sometimes at the big, 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 big pilgrimages, you'll wait for hours and you just can't do it. But even then, you know, Our Lady didn't say necessarily you have to bath. What Our Lady said to Bernard is, go wash in the water and drink from it. So oftentimes, that's, people will do that. That's what they're doing this year because they, you know, with, with the COVID, uh, people can't go into the baths, but they have their. Uh, my friends there are telling me there's a lot of people and they're finding they're actually quite effective. People are going in there, they're washing in the water and drinking from it, which is what our lady said. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's just something in the air too, um, uh, and it's the presence of the, the of Mary has brought. Mary appeared there in 1858 and she hasn't left, and she's there with her son Jesus, and, um, and people go and they have, p- have profound encounters with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, earlier this week we celebrated the Feast of Jean Vianney and obviously the, yeah. the Confessional Ministry. Uh, ours is a little bit across the country there, but uh, it sounds like your ministry and the Confession was uh, resonating with
4: John Very Pastor much, Gianviani. very so, much.
2: Yeah, so. And
4: see, uh, our Rosary Center is located close to the Bath, and it's very appropriate that it's there. The uh, Rector of the Shrine wants us there because, well, you know, at Lourdes, you say, the rosary is the prayer of lords. People may not realize that every single time, the 18 times that Our Lady appeared to Bernadette, the apparition, each apparition appeared with Our Lady leading Bernadette and praying the rosary. Ah. So the rosary is the prayer of lords, and our rosary center is there to help people. To, many people don't know how to pray the rosary, helping to learn and helping, encouraging them to learn how to pray it well, making sure they have rosaries. So in our rosary center, we have a continuous flow of people coming to uh, spend some time praying with us. We have audiovisual aids to help people to understand how to pray the rosary, talking with pilgrims. And then all around, is are just, you know, just across the river from the baths. And so my, my work as a chaplain was really rich and varied through various various ways of uh, meeting pilgrims. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I just again, just glimpsing of the, the the Netflix piece, but just your voice and and all that—you kind of exude a, a childlike joy, Father. I'm not trying to choose <laughs> you here, but uh, it's just—it's a beautiful thing. And so, but, you know, to to be able to pray the Rosary—I mean, you talked about working with the poor in Peru—but mm. each of us has to embrace our own poverty, our own childlikeness, yeah. and the Rosary really kind of uh, expresses that and, and ingrains yeah. that
4: in us. Yeah, you know. Uh, if we just let ourselves be children, we, uh, we let ourselves be who we are. Each of us, each of us is a child of God, you know, just sitting in our places to sit at the feet of the Father and find out who we are. And Mary wants to help us do that. Um, and Mary then, uh, like as she did with Bernadette, she wants to come to all of us and uh, introduce us to her son Jesus, particularly by praying the rosary. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, I've had people reach out to me as a young bishop, you know, and joining me to declare a a rosary congress, and we may not do that this year, but, uh, you know, the rosary is a staple of my prayer and spiritual life every day, and it kind of, when I might be tending off the distraction, it kind of anchors me, and I think, uh, you know, can heartily commend that, and the Feast of the Assumption is just one of those moments. And I think uh, people in our diocese and other dioceses, yes, we still have the provision for general absolution in place, but the opportunity to go to confession, and I always say, you know, the the uh, advent of a new school year is, is a marvelous time, as the summer mm-hmm. and everything else, just to to kind of plunge into the mercy of God. So, so we think about miracles. Every celebration of sacrament of of confession is a miracle. A soul is completely uh, oh, so from much, a so much.
4: That's true. You know, I, you, uh, as I say, sitting in Lord's hearing confessions, uh, it's, I was felt like I was so often just a witness to God's grace and mercy. Uh, Confession is such a wonderful, wonderful sacrament, a wonderful opportunity, and much more than the counsel that you get from a priest. Hopefully, the priest will say something that will be helpful to you. But in 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 the sacrament of reconciliation, which is bathed by God's mercy, and the grace is just so it's so so wonderful.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we better kind of indulge the the cultural interest in Zach Efron and the, the Netflix series, how that the whole thing unfolded. And, you know, you were dealing with someone who I think not a, a man of robust faith, kind of, you know, agnostic and probably maybe emblematic of some of his uh, peers. But uh, can you just talk about that whole experience and any feedback you've received?
4: Yeah, um, you, uh, I didn't. Know that they were coming. I didn't know that much about the event until the day before, when the vice rector of the shrine says, "Oh, Jim, you know, we need somebody to go to, to this. This group coming. With, uh, he's French, so he didn't really know Zach Efron. So, you know, oh, so this group coming from Net, they're gonna do something. Supposed from Netflix and Netflix. And then said, "What is this coming from Zac Efron? Zac <laughs> Efron? So they wanted a priest to uh, uh, escort them to, the, to, particularly to take the group down to the grotto, the, to the, uh, the 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 piece which would be walking to the walking to the grotto and, and telling the story of what happened there. So I, I said, sure, sounds like fun. <laughs> so um, uh, the next day, then uh, Doctor Difrancesi, who's the uh, 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 the doctor in charge of the Bureau of Medical Inves- uh, Investigations, who appears so well in the, in, in the uh, the program, he he had talked to them and uh, he has a great presentation of a uh, uh, a case. He has three X-rays. Uh, uh, on, one shows somebody who had a good hip, and then the, then it shows how a few years later that person's hip was totally disintegrated from cancer, and then it shows another X-ray that shows how his hip looked completely, completely reconstituted right after coming out of the bath. It was really powerful. So then it was my turn to take them down to the grotto and I wanted to have them experience the peace that people feel there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a mm-hmm. chance to talk about. I told them about the apparitions, try to give them a sense of what the deeper meaning was. And they were, I found them very receptive and very open. It was a, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely time with them, actually. Uh,
2: and who knows what seeds you sowed there, you know, that awakened yeah. something. Because once we, didn't, you know, discover that peace, it's like, aha, what I've been looking for all my life. And, uh, exactly. We we can't yeah. generate, no matter what meditation technique we have or anything, that's sheer gift and breaking in our lives. So, uh, it's part of the experience, maybe we should uh, give you a, an opportunity to kind of promote your ministry now, present back in the States. And, uh, <laughs> obviously through technology has uh, become ever more important in these past six months. But, uh, yeah. You know, just to share a- Well,
4: our ministry is the work of Father Peyton. We continue the work of Venerable, Venerable Patrick Peyton, who, who we hope will soon be beatified. We approve of beatification. We'd like to ask everybody to please pray for uh, the beatification of Father Peyton uh, so that he can keep spreading his message that the family that prays together stays together, which is a message so important now in the world of today, um, more than ever. And for families, uh, we need to, families need to come together. This COVID time has been so hard on so many families, so so hard on so many people. The rosary is really a prayer for peace. People need to learn how to pray the rosary as being prayer for, uh, to enter into the peace that Our Lady wants to introduce us to so that she can then bring us to Jesus. Place and that families can 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 experience that peace too. That and it's the strength the strength from from um, from praying together. So, um, I went to our okay, about ten seconds, Father. So just, yeah, yeah hmm?
2: about ten seconds,
4: Father. Okay, okay. Um, I'm back now in the United States, and I'm uh, blessed to be after finishing my finishing my the, the service. I went to Do In Lourdes, Now I'm back here, and one of uh, the congregations asked me to the, be the director of Family Rosary USA, and I'm Uh, happy to continue this ministry.
2: Will you bless us? I hope our paths cross, but may God anoint your ministry. Thank you very much for being with us.
4: Thank you, Bishop.
2: Okay. God bless you. You God bless
0: all of your diocese. Thank you. Thank you.
1: We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network.
0: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one, one child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational exp- and spiritual development. To get started, go to blessmaninternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then
3: it could be time for you to get to know
1: Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Uh, thank you to our guest, Father Phelan. Father Phelan,
2: what a marvelous priest! You yeah, know, it was a the great interview. Of the Holy Cross priest, you know, Holy Cross—they're they, they're more than about football now. You know, Notre Dame. <laughs> you know, the rosary, uh, the advocacy that they're there, and you can just tell—is a man who knows. Jesus and uh, loves the Blessed Mother, and how infectious that must be in a positive sense for all those whose paths crossed Him as well. Uh, as we gather, I'm grateful, you know, when the Spirit Catholic Radio Network spreading out through Nebraska and all points west. I uh, got a great note from Father Loris Grell. He's in Aurora, Nebraska, there, and his parishes that he serves uh, both St. Mary's and Aurora and St. Joseph's in Giltner, Nebraska. So uh, he kind of just wanted to share with me, not only, you know, affirming that he listens to the show and follows and uh, appreciates. How the call came, but as a Loris, you know, I'm sorry if I'm dipping back into an earlier phase of my life, but he's got Loris popping out all over here, and that was a really common men's name at a certain point. So his dad, who was 80, 92, when he heard about Bishop Loris Lane before he married his mom, age 84, Dad wanted to notify Bishop Loris Lane, who was at the time President of Loris College, and then became Bishop of Rockford uh, after the birth of Father Loris, uh, then at the time. But died before he was born, so he 's also known a uh, longtime archivist of the archdiocese father Loris Odding so Loris Lane, Loris Odding Matthias Loris, and Father Loris Grell. thank you for listening and your prayers and uh, we continue to pray for your flock as well uh, as, and uh, the connections that you have uh, we 're conscious of uh, the opportunity Christ our life is a conference at the end of September is going to proceed. I was with the uh, Folks, a couple of weeks ago, just trying to talk about the, the provisions and plans, uh, wanting to ensure the maximum safety for people so that they can derive the spiritual benefit. But that live stream option that is going to be there. So there's the opportunity to, to purchase tickets on Christ Our Life Iowa, all one word, but capitalizing the, the words within that.com, Christ Our Life Iowa.com, and uh, reviewing some of the provisions where masking up is going to happen throughout all the entering, exiting, Adoration and confession times and passing through the concourse, not only those who are attending, but vendors and volunteers— and all guests who are, are doing that, uh, there's going to be detailed plans for adoration, confession, very reduced music ministry. I know Steve Angrizano is a longtime uh, participant in that, but a reduced uh, in accord with our, our diocesan provision. They may even be behind the hockey glass, so oh, you boy. Know, the music there. You know, I don't know if that will add to the effect or <laughs> or not, but uh, no pounding on the glass where they're performing. Okay, <laughs> so unless we really get the spirit revved up. But uh, so I think you know that live stream option, but also to purchase tickets and a cap probably of about thirty seven hundred people, mm. which is half of what they were before, and social distancing in the arena itself. So uh, we're looking to invite young adults to participate uh, in, in special ministries. We know many of our permanent deacon and priest communities are in the vulnerable population, so there'll be a, a, an appeal to invite young people, confirmed and young adults, to to help us distribute the Eucharist and other ministries. So if you feel called to do that, uh, you can be contacting the uh, planning team as well. Culturally, what's going on, Stan? Give me a give me a nugget. Kelly always gives me a good nugget. Oh to, yeah. You yeah. know, kinda of oh, sure. stretches me and what's going on.
1: The um well the there's been a lot of news about TikTok, which is uh, uh sort of a, a sort of a social media app which is popular among the uh, the zoomer generation. Okay. Uh, okay. the, uh, the youngsters and, uh, this
2: isn't a hookup app or no, anything. No, no, no. Okay. No, now this is a, this is a good clean Christian show here. So, well, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's all this talk about banning it. And I think it, it, it has now been banned. I'm, I'm not following it a hundred percent, but. Okay.
2: Uh, all right. Those who follow our president, you know, yeah, things change from day to day. sometimes, <laughs> That's you know, for as sure. Well, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, our Microsoft fellow, Bill Gates, wasn't he looking to purchase it at some point? Yeah, not? I think. I'm not sure if that's gone through or not. not but. Draw it into the American fold there and it away. So have you ever done
1: a, a TikTok music video or anything or your you know, family? You know, Bishop, I um, unfortunately have never had the honor to uh, to use it because I know you've got a playful side here and, you know, the artistic side,
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, well, it's safe to say, you know, they've banned me from TikTok. So it's, oh yeah. yeah probably yeah. prudent. So, prudent. Yeah, <laughs> so, good. So All right. but, well, great show.
1: It's been a great show. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Uh thank you to all our guests and to our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, and Wisconsin on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network and Iowa Catholic Radio.
0: You can hear Making it Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and IowaCatholicRadio.com.